Hey everyone, welcome to Cageless episode 2, Purchase the Gospel. Um, With Cageless, we are aiming to free God's children from their spiritual cages so that they can walk out their full destinies. For today's guest appearance, we have Kelly Kuhn, aka KC Hope. She moves in the prophetic and is blessed with the gift of teaching. She has written her first book, When the Bible is Not Enough, and is one of the most powerful prayer war- warriors that I know. Please welcome to Cages, Kelly Kuhn. Welcome, Kelly. How have you been? How has life been going? Amazing, Ethan. Thank you for having me as your first guest on your show. It's a real honor to be here, and God is moving. There's a lot of revelation he's downloading on his people today. Yeah, I, I definitely can feel that. And from everything that you've shared with me so far, I, I know it's going to be powerful, and a lot of people need to hear this. Um, so recently, kind of touching on the subject, um, the Lord asked me as I began to get closer to him, he said to me, are you willing to pay the cost? And this kind of came out of nowhere and I had to think of it for a little bit because I wanted to make sure I really did count the cost. And I said, yes, Lord. And then things started happening that were pretty crazy. So. But I think it's really important that we count the cost and it perfectly ties into what you've shared with me um, to purchase the gospel. So I understand the Lord has given you a powerful revelation that is so important for the body of Christ today. When speaking with him, you have shared that he revealed to you that his children need to purchase the gospel. What does this exactly mean to our audience listening from home? That's a good question. Um, and actually, it's almost a teaser to say purchase the gospel. That Those weren't the exact words that God used with me, but it's the gist of it. And uh, what he showed me was, well, let me back up. <clears throat> um, I was in prayer one time, just kind of lamenting to the Lord and just asking um, for some clarity on some things. Uh, there's a lot of people I follow online. Um, there are so many different resources um, for ministry and for Bible teachings. And sometimes one appears to contradict the other, or this one says that that one's a fraud, and um, it can get confusing, and I just got frustrated. I'm just like, God, I don't want to be deceived. So how do I know who to listen to, who to follow, who to trust? Like, how do I know that I'm not being tricked and duped? Um, I kind of got confused about that, and all he showed me was Proverbs 23, 23, and it says, buy the truth and don't sell it. And I had heard that scripture before. I never quite understood it, but in that moment, he gave me revelation. And he showed me the truth will always cost you something. And he said, if you're going to live the truth, if you're going to speak the truth, if you're going to stand on the truth, it will cost you something inevitably. And Jesus verified that in the New Testament when he said you could lose friends, family, people will turn against you. Um, he said, if you're not willing to lose those things and forsake those things for my for my sake, then you're not worthy to follow me. And those are serious words. But he was saying, this is an investment. It's going to cost you. Just kind of of a confirmation of what he shared with you. And uh, so on the flip side of that, there are some people who are willing to sell the truth in the sense that they compromise uh, for the sake of preserving these relationships, preserving their job, preserving their position, Um, they will water down or compromise the truth 
And um, we refer to people like that as sellouts, you know, it's kind of a harsh term, but we say, you know, when someone's willing to um, sacrifice their own conscience, you know, to get ahead somewhere, they are a sellout, you know, and that's basically what the scripture is alluding to, buy the truth and don't sell it. So when he showed me that, it brought so much clarity to me. Um, he said, there are people speaking my truth out there who are being canceled by cancel culture. They're being demonetized on YouTube. They're being harassed for speaking the truth. Um, they're being attacked. Those are the ones who are buying the truth. They're investing everything and laying themselves on the line for it. Um, on the flip side, there are people who may have, you know, a good appearance, a godly appearance. They may use pretty words, they may have a nice message, but at the end of the day, they'll compromise and they'll say things like, there are many ways to heaven. Um, we all have diff different definitions of who God is. Um, these kind of things, you know, there is no hell. And I mean, when I say these things, you can all think of somebody that you've heard who's a preacher or teacher who has said this stuff oh, yeah. uh, for the sake of having a large audience and being favored by the world. And that's selling out, you know. So when he, when God showed me this, it just brought so much clarity. He said, Kelly, it's not as complicated as you've made it out to be. Um, it's pretty simple. Um, so it's a good guideline to know who to listen to, but it's also a good mandate for me personally. Buy the truth and don't sell it. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Wow. Yeah, you hear so many people in today's world. They always it feels like they're twisting the scripture when they say, uh, "Don't judge me." Like I hear that all the time. It really feels like society, they don't believe in the Bible or our God, yet they're willing to use that scripture. It just doesn't make sense to me at all. It's kind of weird. So in today's society, what examples do, you, do we see of this kind of stuff going on? I guess you kind of touched on that a little bit um, with the preachers and all that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, and... I'm not going to name names here because I'm not going to slander anybody, oh, yeah. but, um, but sometimes for the sake of, again, having a large following, having a large crowd, um, preachers will compromise the truth. And, um, a lot of them in some of these mega churches, not all of them, but some of these mega churches, um, the preachers have watered down the, the words so much that I don't even consider them actual pastors. I consider them more motivational speakers. It's oh, just yeah. ma make everybody feel good about themselves. You know, um, you can have a great life. You can be happy all the time. God just wants to bless, bless, bless you. And um, they'll even, I've even heard some of them incorporate the law of attraction, which is totally a worldly um, concept, but they've yeah. incorporated that, like that if you think it and if you say it, it's going to come to you. You know, there's a biblical principle of the power of our words, but we have to align our words with the word of God, not just our own fleshly desires. So that's an area where um, some of these people are just appealing to the masses um, for the sake of uh, gaining a following. Yeah, yeah. It seems like as the end approaches, I think we're in the end right now, but it seems mm -hmm. like as we get closer and closer, and closer uh, we just see more and more of that. Um, it's like the line starting to become blurred in a way, in a sense. And it, even though God's separating, I feel like he's separating the sheeps from the goats right now. And there's, you can no longer, I've heard the line and I think you've mentioned it too. Uh, you can no longer stand on the fence anymore. It's time to uh, pick a side. 
it's like I see that happening in scripture even mentions uh, how the wheat will be separated from the uh, weeds from the tares and I, I really believe that's happening and it looks like in today's society um, especially I think Jesus had mentioned this um, in a sense how history will always repeat itself and it's like we're going back to the time where when Jesus was walking the earth all the religious people came against him and it's like as we step out as Christians the same exact thing is happening it's almost like our worst enemy is those with the spirit of religion I really see that um, so we really do need to count that cost when it comes to that so okay Kelly let me ask you this um, why do you think it's so important that we purchase the gospel You know, it's the most important investment that we'll ever make. It's the only thing of any eternal value. And God knows we live in a distracted society and the devil would just love to throw everything in our face to distract us that he can, to have us pursue money, to have us pursue wrong relationships, to have us pursue um, just our own ego and to glorify ourselves rather than glorify the name of God. But um, he's all that matters and we're here for him. He's not here for us. Does he want to bless us? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's not about keeping us happy and fixed. It's about us glorifying him. The amazing thing is, is that when we do that, we will feel fulfilled. We will, um, enter into our true purpose and true calling and we'll know this is right. This is it. Nothing else satisfies. Everything else in life will leave us empty if we're just pursuing things and we're not in line with the will of God. So he's he's it. And and again, there's there's a price for this. Um, he said, if the world hates you, know that it hated me first in John 15. He said, no servant is greater than his master. He said, this, this is the price you pay. This goes with the territory if you're gonna follow Jesus. So um, he wants to know where our loyalty is. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's very important. Very, very important in these end days. And if I can add to this, Ethan, too, um, things that we do in the name of love aren't always love. Um, for example, watering down the truth to keep people comfortable. Oh, yeah. I don't want to offend. I don't want to upset anybody um, by acknowledging something that they're doing sinful in their life or they seem to be straying from God. So I'd rather just keep them comfortable because I don't want them to get offended or mad at me when in the end, that's not love. We're not doing them any favors by letting them go astray. I mean, if we love somebody, we're going to speak the truth, even if it does offend them, because we're willing to take the hit for that, if it's going to lead them the right direction. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's just amazing. It's amazing what God's doing um, in these end days. I, there's so many people starting to see their callings, their destinies, they're starting to walk out by faith. Um, and I just believe this is so important. Um, that's why I felt the Lord uh, had me make this podcast, Cageless, because just like me who used to be trapped in that cage as a little boy, how many adults are trapped in that same cage and the devil's doing the exact same thing that my dad did to me? How many people want to get out of that cage or are they just um giving into the devil and saying oh well one day i'll make it to heaven let me tell you guys heaven is not our mission 
Heaven is our destination. Our mission right now is to bring the kingdom of God to earth. And scripture tells us, Jesus has told us that one day we will be rewarded. So I just want to encourage you guys. One day we'll get a crown for everything we do, everything we suffer. And if you just sit back in your cage and you finally make it to heaven one day, what crown are you going to be able to throw at Jesus' feet? You won't even have a crown to sacrifice. You won't even... I think there's a scripture, I don't know if you know it, Kelly, but it says some of you will even, you'll barely make it into heaven. I forget which scripture that is. But it does talk about people who barely, they just barely make it. And I don't know about you, well I do know, but we don't want to just barely get there. We want to give it everything we have right now while we have this one shot. We have this one shot to do it. God's put us in these end times for a reason. I want to encourage all of uh, my listeners, it's time to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's time to surrender. Um, When we walk into this new thing that the Lord's doing, there can't be any more control. You got to just rebuke that controlling spirit and surrender to God because he's doing a new thing and it's all about what the Holy Spirit wants to do. It's not us no more. It's not our agendas, not our schedules, nothing. And if I can just um, tag on the end of that, uh, Ethan, it is time for believers to give up the business model church. This is going to ruffle some feathers, but (laughs) in Western society, we have made the church a business and the church is not a business. The church is God's business. And I I don't mean that in in an occupational sense. I just mean it's his deal and he's the one at the helm of it, or he should be. And um, we have to repent for making this about promoting a church name, uh, for bringing money in, for having um, the motivation of, I just want money in the offering plates and butts in the seats. You know, and I'm sorry if that sounds pretty harsh, but that's kind of what it's become. And that's why they've watered down the message so much. Because now if it's a business, it's about appealing to the masses not about speaking the truth. Jesus did the exact opposite. He offended people all the time and crowds turned away and walked away because they couldn't receive his message, but it didn't stop him. You know, um, the modern day pastor would pull Jesus aside and tell him he's not doing it right. (laughs) They would say, this isn't how you build a church, Jesus. (laughs) You got to tone it down a little bit. You can't offend people like that. You can't ruffle their feathers. No, I'm sorry. We can't play it like that because Jesus said no one can serve two masters. You can't serve both God and money. And we've been trying to do that too long. We've been trying to straddle that fence of like, well, I want to promote a business and make money, but I'll glorify God in the process. And it's like, no, it's an either or. So it really is time to make a decision and run with it and repent on behalf of um, our own business mindsets and our own egos. Yeah, and I think that's really such a big thing with the control spirit, just people wanting to control things because... If it was God's will for you to have the money, the Holy Spirit's going to put it on anybody's heart to give you the money you're supposed to have. We don't have to beg people for money. God says it'll just happen. Like We just need to quit reigning the Holy Spirit, quit grieving, quit quenching. Let the Holy Spirit do what he's going to do. And I just want to warn you guys, Like we're in the end days and I'm, we may just um, bypass what we read in the book of Acts. But when uh, the couple, do you remember the couple that um, lied about selling something? Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah. I 
in these end days, this, the uh, Holy Spirit's moving and God's going to do what he wants to do regardless. If we're going to have to get out of the way or just, you know, because it's dangerous. It's a very dangerous thing to try and mess with what God's doing. So I just want that to be a warning to everybody. Um, the Holy Spirit's about to do some amazing, miraculous things that nobody's ever seen before. And I really, I'm feeling uh, in the spirit that the religious is going to come against us. And it's going to be probably, probably, if not equal to more persecution that's in the world. Um, it's going to make a lot of people jealous. Um, the Bible says the nations will rage because you're not going to be able to control this. No government can control what the Holy Spirit's doing. And that's going to make the nations rage. You're going to get mad. We're going to be doing stuff that nobody else can. And Jesus says that we will do even greater things than he ever did. So I just want to encourage you guys. It's time to get out there and it's time to heal and uh, cast the demons out and raise the dead. If Jesus said we could do it, we can do it, guys. And there's going to be so much more than that. But we just, we got to get out of this mindset. And we just got to let the Holy Spirit move us. Like even with this podcast, like it's it's not something I wanted to do um, necessarily. But I just felt like God wanted me to. So even if I got to get out of my comfort zone, even if Kelly's got to get out of her comfort zone, it's, it's worth it. Um, scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice. So we just we just need to be obedient. We need to be quick when God tells us something. That's right. Amen. So um, I just want to invite um, my listeners to share and listen on uh, Anchor FM or Spotify. Um, share on Facebook um, as much as you can, and we'll just give this this podcast to God. He can do whatever He wants to do with it. Um, I see there's going to be a lot more interviews in the future. Um, it's going to be amazing what God's about to do. So I really just want this to be a plug-in for um, you guys to just have and listen to and learn from. Um, even just something to listen to maybe while you're working. Put in your uh, put in your earbuds or something and just listen to this podcast. Um, so I just want to end in prayer right now. Lord, we're just so thankful for uh, what you're doing and that you're ch- you chose us before the foundation of the world to accomplish your goals and your missions. We can't do this without you. And and I just, I repent of trying to be in control. And uh, I just ask, Lord, that you give us grace, um, that you take away any burdens or any anxieties, any fears, anything of the enemy. I just plead the blood of Jesus on my life, on Kelly's life, on my listeners' lives. Um, you just do what you're going to do, Lord. You just have complete control. And I just raise the white flag of surrender. I can't do this. And we just need you. And we just thank you for all this and all of our listeners. In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Kelly. Um, I'm sure we're going to have uh, future interviews. Um, you've shared a lot that the Lord's also shown you. Um each one of those things is a can of worms, like so much revelation on each of those things. So <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be many more interviews. Um, so I can't wait to see what God's 
guides of what to do in the future. Absolutely. And uh, I just want to remind people, um, if you haven't purchased my book yet, I encourage you to do that. It's called When the Bible is Not Enough, What to Do When You're Burned Out on Religion. It's available on Amazon and it's by Casey Hope, which is my pen name, which God gave me. Um, he called me Hope. So I just use my initials and tag Hope onto there. But um, it's a great book for anybody who is backslidden in the Lord, anybody who is frustrated and fed up with religion, um, and then even the faithful soldier of Christ who's just weary right now and needs some encouragement. It's just kind of a back to basics book. Um, it's normally $9.99 right now. It's on special for $5.61. So this is like dirt cheap, guys. So just buy one for yourself, get a few for some friends, um, just share the word, and um, God bless you all. Thanks for listening. Um, one other thing, where can they purchase this book from? It's on Amazon. Oh, you mentioned that. I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we can't wait to uh, see what God's up to next on the next episode. So uh, thank you guys for listening. God bless.